Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, and that can be found on page 216 in your pew Bibles. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which, ser- which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Good evening, brothers. The theme this evening will be building a strong family for God. The point number one will be, let your house serve God. I'm going to read Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Looking at the context, Joshua is saying that many don't want to serve the Lord and that they need to choose whether to keep faithful to God or to serve the pagan gods of the world. But as we can see in the last part of verse 15, Joshua remained faithful to God and decided to keep serving the Lord. In the current times, the same thing happens. Many have their own idols. Anything that we put before God can be considered an idol for us. Some of these things could look harmless, but in reality, they are not, as they take away our attention from God and put it where it shouldn't be. Joshua says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My family and I will serve the Lord. But what can we understand by serve? By serve, we can understand to help others because Christ loved us, to sincerely care about others, and it's an opportunity to work for God. My family and I will work. What can we understand by work? Work is doing any kind of activities when we glorify the name of God and serve God and His church. Go with me and read Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, which says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 and 58 says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. My family and I will persevere. What can we understand by persevere? Persevere is to remain steady in the compromise we did to keep God's commandments when we accepted and we went to, through baptism. Amen. My family and I will obey, but what can we understand by obey? Obeying in a biblical context can be to keep the commandments that God gave us and fulfilling each one of them while we remain faithful. All of this applies to our families in the current times. Ser- serving God should be the main priority in our lives. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. 
but how am I going to obey? Point number two will be build your house on the rock. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 and 25 say, Therefore, whoever hears these saying of mine and does not and, and does them, I will like them. <coughs> I'm sorry. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Build your house on the rock. What does this mean? This means that we need to hear the word of God to increase our faith. We need to do the right by putting in practice the word of God. James chapter 4 verse 17. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. James chapter 1 verse 22. We need to act with prudency. Verse Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 16. And we need to build our house on the rock. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. Having been, have, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Every single stone on a building depends on the cornerstone, which is Jesus. There will be trials of, of faith coming from God. Trials, there will be persecution. There will be temptations coming from the enemy. But we have the security that God will always get, always give us the way of escape. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. Amen. This is for the prudent man who listens to God. If one is foolish and does not put Christ as the cornerstone of his house, he puts himself in danger of losing his family when the storms come. Thus, we need we need Jesus Christ to be the cornerstone of our own family. And what else can it do to have a strong family for God? You need to build your house with God. Psalms chapter 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Day by day we need to build our house with God by hearing the word of God and coming to worship and being active, active with the church by keeping his word, teaching this word to our families, applying this word to our lives, and obeying the word at all times by being an example Light and salt for the others, Matthew chapter 5, verse, verse 13 and 16, through 16. By living for Christ, Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Even if our house is already built, it is our responsibility to man maintain it and to persevere in God. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. We need to be doers of the word, not hearers only. And point number four, be faithful till the end. Revelations chapter 2, verse 10 says... Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. We have seen that we need to serve God. We need to build our house on the rock, and we need to build our house with God. Brother, if you've already taken this decision to let Christ to be the cornerstone of your house, now it's your turn to maintain it and persevere. But if you still have not let Christ be the cornerstone of your house, today you have an opportunity. I invite you to do so. Let God help you with let God help you build your house, family, and your life by putting your eyes in God. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Hey brothers, be faithful unto death, and let's take our families to heaven. John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3 say, In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Let's, 
let's serve the living God, imitating Christ, knowing that our citizenship is in the heavens. Amen. God bless you. Good evening, brothers. Uh, before starting, uh, the invitation song will be um, number 747. 747. Brothers, through our life, we face many adversities. And today I would like to talk about one in particular. My brothers who, had, who has not had an enemy. We know that that is not something new. This has been this had something that has existed since ancient times. But what is an enemy? The definition of an enemy is a person who has ill will toward another and wishes or does evil. An, an example of an enemy in the Bible is Saul. In Acts 9, uh, verse 1 and 2, it says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he would found any who were of the way, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. My brothers, we live in a world that teaches to hate our enemies. But what does the Bible tell us about this? Uh, join me in reading Matthew 5, uh, verse 43 and 40 to 44. It says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. When reading this passage, the first thing that comes to my mind is, how do I suppose to love someone that hates me and wishes me ill? My brothers, loving, and loving our enemies is difficult. <laughs> but what I'm saying is not to discourage you, it's to encourage you to love your enemies unconditionally. As Christians, our job is to love our enemies unconditionally, no matter what they think about us. And we, and we can read this in uh, Matthew 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. The Lord tells us that even if they curse and hate us, hate us, Brothers, they may be our enemies, but they are still souls. We have to share the gospel and love of Christ. Let us remember that loving our enemies includes teaching them about the word so that they can be saved. Amen. We can see it in Matthew 20, uh, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have command you, commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Brothers, our Father loves us unconditionally, even knowing that many will not follow him. He gave his only Son, to die for our sins, so that we could be saved. Romans 5, uh, 8-10 tells us, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, 
in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Again, brothers, what the Father in heaven wants for us is to love our enemies unconditionally. And we can read this in First John 4, uh, verse 7 to 16. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love has not known God, because God is love. In this, in this, wasn't show, in this was shown the love of God, of God for us, in that God sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. This is what love consists of. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God has loved us like this, we must also love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he is a he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son, the Savior of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. My brothers, I encourage you to reflect on this so that we can apply it to our lives. We know it will not be easy, but it is what our Father in heaven expects from his children. And to end, uh, on Matthew 5, 43 to 48, uh, says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, Bless those who cursed you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully used you and, and per persecuted you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sunrise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and, the un and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do, say do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do, you, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The Lord is telling us that if we only love those who already loved us, what do we do more than others? And if we only greet our brothers, what do we do more than others? My brothers, our job is to be perfect just like our Father in heaven is perfect. My brothers, twin, I have a question for you. Do you love your enemies? God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, 
please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.